0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now he covers college football. For Sports Illustrated, it's Ross Dellinger making the big interview.
1: Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: So, Ross, you're in Knoxville, Tennessee, for what could be the game of the weekend. It's on CBS, Number 3 Alabama at number 6 uh, Tennessee, 2.30 Central kick, um, again, on, on CBS. It's interesting because when I scroll through the scoreboard page, At, say, ESPN.com, they've got all the numbers there, including ticket prices. Like, what's the get-in price on the secondary market? And you look at Auburn-Ole Miss, you can get in for $72. Kansas-Oklahoma, you can get in for $24. Iowa State-Texas, you can, you know, get in for $2, literally $2. But when you get to Alabama-Tennessee, the get-in price, according to this website, is $341. This must be quite the scene in Knoxville.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, already, the city feels like it's buzzing. I got in yesterday and uh, walked through the uh, the downtown bar entertainment district, and uh, I'm sure part of it was the weather. It was a beautiful, 65 degree night, but uh, you could tell there are a lot more people in town, and uh, there are a lot more. Uh, I'm sure it's just going to grow from here. So there's there's a buzz in the air, a lot of a lot of orange about. Um, it's you know basically the most the biggest probably game uh, here at Neyland Stadium uh, since 1998, the year they they won it all.
0: Well, I was talking to Wes Rucker who covers Tennessee for Goval's Two Four Seven earlier in the week, and he said that exact thing. He said this is the biggest game in Neyland Stadium since Arkansas came to Knoxville back in 1998. That's the famous game uh, where Clint Storner put the ball on the ground. Um, it's been a, a tough you know, 20 years or so uh, for that football program uh, after Phil Former was was pushed out. They've gone through a lot of coaches. Um, They've had moments of success and optimism, but nobody's been able to to sustain it. That's why we got Josh Heupel there. Um, Do you have a sense for how Josh Heupel has been able to get that Tennessee football program to this place relatively quickly?
1: Yeah, it's... um... It's a good question, uh, and it it I think the answer varies by by who you ask. Um, you know, first off, I think a lot of it probably has to do with the quarterback, Hendon Hooker, former Virginia Tech quarterback, transferred in during the coaching transition from Pruitt to to Heupel, and uh, he's been pretty incredible. Um, you know, he's he doesn't have like the strongest arm. I think actually is. His backup and a guy that won the job over him last year, probably on a stronger arm. But the kid obviously is uh, really smart, reads defense as well, very accurate uh, with the ball, and his numbers are incredible. You know, he's really kind of taken off since he he took over uh, last season, a couple of games into the year. Um, ten interceptions, zero touch. Or, I'm sorry, 10, ten touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's completing about seventy percent of his passes, and he hasn't thrown an interception since. Uh, November of last year against Georgia, 239 attempts and no picks. So I, you know, he's a huge reason why him and his core receivers. But they're running Josh Heupel's offense, and it's it's one that's uh, you know fun to watch. It's very very fast paced, uh, and it's kind of in a way taking the SEC by storm. We we've seen this before with. Gus Malzahn, you know the new coaches who enter the league, like Gus Malzahn at, at Auburn in '13, and heck, you can go all the way back to Steve Spurrier in the early '90s. And I think that you know it kind of feels like that here. Um, so offensively, uh, in in the quarterback position, is a big reason I think why they they sit five and zero. But but there's something else here going on, and that is uh that is fun. Uh, not only is his offense fun and fun to watch, but you know Heupel took over a team last january that as he described it to me in an interview today was broken um and was emotionally beat down uh just didn't have very much fun and and so they they kind of have enlivened the team a little bit they built a good culture and uh, i think it's paid off
0: you obviously know that lsu program better than than most were you surprised that tennessee was able to go Maybe not necessarily win at LSU, but win in the way that it won, uh, via a blowout—a game that was never really competitive.
1: Yeah, I um, yeah, I didn't I didn't expect Tennessee to lose that game. However, I, yeah, I did not expect them to win by four touchdowns and they look pretty dominant doing it. I think they, I think their defense kind of proved, and that's kind of been the issue. I think there is an issue this year. Uh, their their defense has has a little you know some holes here and there and uh, their defense really is improving I think by the game and I think that lSU game uh, showed a you know pretty significant improvement in uh, in the defense and it, it was um, stunning to see that big of a victory uh, there in Tiger Stadium and uh, Tennessee fans really brought it out. And some images of the stadium. They look to have at least 10,000 people in orange there. And uh, as LSU fans kind of paraded out of the stadium, leaving their team down 20, 25 points in the third quarter, you saw Tennessee fans uh, work them their way from the upper tier down to the the lower sections. Um, You know, it's so many. It was striking because so many times over the last 15 years, that was the opposite. You know, the Tennessee fans are leaving the stadium early, um, and and now it's the other way around.
0: Talking to Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated. He is in Knoxville for the big game Saturday, 2.30 on CBS Alabama at Tennessee. What do we know about Bryce Young?
1: Well, I, you know, I saw Nick Saban said no real update on him during the SEC teleconference today, that he's slowly, I believe he put it, something like he's slowly returning. He's making improvements. You know, everything I had heard On Saturday over the weekend was that you know they they expected him to play internally they expected him to play in this game uh, in that there were people there who told me they would be surprised if if he didn't play so um, you know barring something unforeseen I would expect him to play Uh, but you never know how shoulders and shoulder sprains which I believe he has something of the sort uh, are gonna react Um, but certainly I think it's pretty obvious that Alabama needs him. Uh, Backup quarterback, obviously fumbled a couple times during the reception uh, against Texas Uh, A&M. If Alabama played uh, Tennessee last weekend, um, I think the Crimson Tide would be in a little trouble. So they need Bryce Young to play for sure.
0: If Tennessee were to upset Alabama, and the Vols are listed as a seven-point underdog right now, Um, Obviously, I think obviously Hindenhooker would have to perform. And if he performs in a victory, his Heisman campaign probably goes to another level. Uh, Tennessee starts getting talked about as a legitimate national title contender when the AP poll uh, is updated after this weekend. Again, um, based on the idea that that Tennessee would upset Alabama, how high could they go? Uh, Would they get first place votes? Would they settle into the top three?
1: Well, yeah, I mean I, I would I would think that they would they would get first place votes if they, they win this game. Um I guess it depends on how they win the game, but um I I would I would think that they would get at least a few first place votes. They probably wouldn't get enough to probably be number one, but um yeah, I I certainly think they would creep into the probably the top three, um, certainly the top four nationally and uh and have some first place votes, you know, uh, I think Ohio state barring them losing or something this weekend probably is going to remain that team. Um, but Tennessee obviously could take a huge step in, uh, and not just moving up the polls, but, but obviously, um, you know, winning the sec East and, and trying to get, uh, trying to get to Atlanta and dethrone, um, what's been the, kind of the kings of the East the last few years in, in the Georgia Bulldogs.
0: Elsewhere in the SEC, Ole Miss is, is 6-0 and overall, 2-0 and in the league. How much do we know about the team Lane Kiffin has right now? Our, obviously, they're ranked very high, but um, the competition hasn't been even what Tennessee has played to date. Um, are you a believer in, in Ole Miss at this point?
1: Right, well, yeah, that's the problem. We You know, we don't know um, – they played Kentucky. I was at that game the Ole Miss-Kentucky game it was, it was in Fort Hemingway Stadium there in Oxford and uh, you know, Kentucky's offensive line didn't play very well and at the very end they had a chance to win. Uh, the Wildcats did and Ole Miss had a sack fumble. It was kind of indicative of that game. Um, I, you know, and that was the that was the toughest competition that Ole Miss played, and we see Kentucky without its quarterback last week lose to South Carolina. So, so then you kind of question that game, um, and, and people are certainly going to question this this game this weekend with Auburn. I mean, Auburn is you know reeling and might uh, soon um, you know lose their coach. Uh, so, um, I, you know, I don't know how much we'll learn about Ole Miss. Until a couple of weeks, um, they have to go down to to Tiger Stadium and play LSU. And but again, uh, you know LSU is a team that uh, you know, Auburn nearly beat, and and we just talked about Tennessee beating them. Florida State beat LSU, and so uh, you know I don't know when we're going to find out exactly how good Ole Miss is, but um, but it, yeah, it's hard to say. It, it's hard to say right now. I will say the Rebels' defense is. Was pretty salty. They've got, you know, Lane Kiffin obviously did a great job with the transfer portal on both sides of the ball. But defensively, they played really well. I mean, they've been one of the best, you know, teams in the country uh, defensively, and uh, and they're doing they're doing enough on offense. They they have enough pop uh, from the running backs. The Jackson Dark, quarterback, is pretty mobile, and he's been able to be pretty accurate in, in making some good decisions.
0: Wrapping up here with Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated. Last thing before I let you go, earlier this week, Carolina Panthers fired Matt Rule. Um, he's going to get a buyout that's that's pretty significant, so he certainly doesn't need to jump right back into coaching if he doesn't want to. But there's a lot of thought that you know, he, he will be a college coach again. On the basketball side, we see this all the time. Rick Patino, John Calipari, some folks would love it to be Billy Donovan or Brad Stevens. What is the marketplace like for Matt Rule to return to college football? Would he be, um, you know, a top tier candidate for for any of the best jobs that are available?
1: For sure, yeah. He he probably uh, moves to the front of the line of the best available candidates in the twenty twenty two kind of coaching college coaching carousel. Um, or, pool of candidates, he, he probably moves to the top. I was talking to an athletic director this morning who, um, he's, this person wasn't, you know, he's not looking for a coach, but he raved about how good um, Matt Rule was and, and how he really liked him and, and liked what he's done and expected him to be, you know, the top guy in the pool, in the candidate pool this year. So uh, it's kind of one of those situations with the big question um, is does Matt Rule sit out a year? Because, like you said, yeah, he's got a whopper of a buyout, $140,000 or something like $150,000 a month for the next four years. He'll get paid. Um, so that's that's nice and means that he really doesn't have to jump um, at another job. So maybe he waits until there's maybe uh, a job that opens, who knows, next year that might be better. Or, yeah, or maybe he, he jumps at a job this year. Um, you know, Auburn is certainly – I mean, arguably the best job open right now. But, hey, Arizona State's not too bad either. Uh, certainly there's a landing spot there. If he wants a job um, in college, he, he will get one this year.
0: That is Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated. Make sure you're reading him, SI.com. you find him on Twitter at Ross Dellinger. Terrific as always, buddy. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Enjoy the rest of your week in Knox, but I can't wait to read you on Saturday night. Thanks, Gary. Hi, right, buddy. That's Ross Dellinger from SI.com. Big game in Knoxville this weekend, Bennett. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't usually make a habit of planning my weekends around football games. Like when I'm home, I have it on, but I like to do other things on the weekends. And so I don't I I, I, I will rarely go, you know what? I'm don't want to go to the golf course today, or I don't want to do this thing today. Because I want to be stay home and watch this football game. The, the thing is, now you don't actually have to make that decision because you can stream anything on your phone. I mean, you could take a football game with you anywhere. But that established, my point is this: two thirty on Saturday should be quite a scene. Yeah, yeah, that definitely gonna watch that one. There's no doubt. Like this, this, this falls in line with something you and I occasionally talk about. Whereas I, I don't have hatred in my in my heart. Like, I don't hate Tennessee. Like, I grew up a Memphis fan. I went to Memphis. I don't hate Tennessee. Like, I actually kind of like seeing Tennessee do well. It's you what, you hate them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Not I, – I did I, – I feel like I did when Memphis was playing them, but it's kind of one of those things. Like, once you stop playing a team, it's 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 hard to care like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I just – I don't think about them like that anymore because well, we never play them. Well, it's almost, and I say this as respectfully as I can say it, it's almost like just two different levels of football. And I know Tennessee's been down forever, but like, if Tennessee is what it's supposed to be and if Memphis is what it's supposed to be, the truth is like, they should be operating at two different places in the sport. That's right. And it's been a long time since Tennessee has been able to operate where it should be in the sport. But they're doing it right now. Like, I won't be surprised if they win this game. I think they're yeah. going to score. I mean, if if Bryce Young doesn't play, I think they're going to win the game. If Bryce Young doesn't play, I would pick him to win the game. Yes, definitely. I think he's going to play. And the fact that the number is just sitting there at seven right. suggests they know he's going to play. Or at least they believe he's going to play. Um, but, like, I think Tennessee's going to score. And, I do, too. And, 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 you know, history shows, for the most part... If you are gonna upset a Nick Saban, Alabama team, you you got to score on them, and you know you're not gonna beat them six three. I mean, I guess LSU tried it one mm-hmm. time, but you're not gonna beat them six three. You got to go. You got to go put points on the board, and this Tennessee offense can do it. But Tennessee's good. They are, and these numbers, these touchdown to interception numbers for Hendon Hooker, are outrageous. Like, how does he never accidentally throw it to the other team? He never throws it to the other team. That's true. That's how you win in college football, man. Like should, <laughs> like, how does Russell Wilson always throw it to the other team, but Hindenhooker Hooker never does? It's a good question. Maybe somebody should look into that. Yep. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New
1: iPhone 15s? It's over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.